Can I retire at 55 years old with $1.6 million saved for retirement? That's what we're gonna look at today on the Your Financial EKG YouTube channel. I have a client, he's 53 years old. He's got $1.4 million saved for retirement. He lives in New Mexico asking the question, if I retire in two years with a projected retirement savings of $1.6 million, is my money gonna last forever? And what about taxes? Should I do Roth conversions? Should I be looking at other ways to save on taxes? And how should I invest going into retirement? That's what we're gonna look at today on the channel. I've got three specific scenarios to go through with you today. One scenario is gonna be just if I retire at 55, how long is my money gonna last? The second scenario is gonna be, let's look at doing those Roth conversions if all else stays equal. And number three is, let's look at Roth conversions if taxes go up. You ready? Let's get into the software right now. All right, so here's our three scenarios. Retire at 55, no Roth conversions, five-year Roth conversion, taxes go up. That's gonna be the last scenario we look at, and five-year Roth conversion. So let's go to the first scenario, retire at 55. And here we go, we got Jerry. Jerry lives in New Mexico and he's 53 years old. Jerry's gonna retire in February of 2024. Currently makes about $10,000 monthly, so that's about $120,000 is his annual salary. Now, Social Security, we've looked at a couple different scenarios, and I'll show you that here on the channel, but we're going to look at taking Social Security at 62. That actually elongates his retirement income the most. Now, remember with Social Security, you take it at 62, you get 70% of your full retirement benefit. You wait till 67, you're actually gonna get 100% of your full retirement benefit. And if you take it at 70, if you're an overachiever, a broccoli eater, then you get 124% of your full retirement benefit. You can take it any time between 62 and 70. You gotta make a decision that fits your retirement plan. For Jerry, when we've gone through the different scenarios, 62 makes the most sense. So we're gonna start there. He's gonna get 70% of his full retirement benefit. So from age 55 to 62, most of his retirement income is going to come from his retirement assets. And then Social Security is gonna kick on. All right, so Social Security, 62. So let's look at assets. So here's what we've got in assets. So Jerry's got a non-qualified account with $475,000 in it. That's like a taxable brokerage account. He's got that at TD Ameritrade. He's got a SEP IRA of $205,000, which he's putting in $2,500 per month into his SEP IRA. He has an IRA with TD Ameritrade at $475,000. He has a Roth IRA, our IRA, so he's already got a Roth with TD Ameritrade at $222,433, and he's got money in the bank of about $50,000. So all in total, he's got about $1.4 million in assets. Now, from a tax classification standpoint, because this is what he's concerned about, 47% of his money is qualified, meaning pre-tax. So all money that's pre-tax is tax deferred. Tax deferred means you're gonna pay taxes on this money at some point. If it's an IRA, a 401k, a 403b, or a TSP, you're going to pay a required minimum distribution at some time in your life, whether that's 73 or 75, depending on your age. 
So for Jerry, he's concerned about taxes. So can we get more of this red off the screen and get it over here to more green? So we have 15% Roth IRA. We wanna to try to increase the dark green on this screen. Now from a risk standpoint, risk is also something that he's very concerned about. Well, currently we've got all of his assets, so 96% of his assets are at risk of market loss. Now there's different uh, classes of investments inside of his retirement investing account. So AT&T stock doesn't carry the same risk as Tesla stock, but even in his risk allocation, all of the money is at risk of loss, okay? So he's got 96% of that. So he's concerned. So what we normally do is we do a risk assessment. So what a risk assessment allows me to do is ask a few questions and the program populates how much he should have at risk versus how much he should have safe or as conservative as possible, okay? So what dollar amount would you like to keep in liquid accounts such as checking savings or money markets? For him, 50,000 is all he wants to keep in the bank and that's a good round number for him. It's about six months of expenses so he's good right there. How many years can you let your assets grow before having to take withdrawals? This helps us determine how long you might need to leave your money invested. So we know two years, he's 53 years old, we're gonna to go to 55. So two years, so zero to two, is the time horizon before he's gonna to have to start taking withdrawals off of this money. What statement best describes how you feel about savings and risk? I do not wanna see my principal amount decrease. I cannot afford a significant loss. If my interest or rate of return stays ahead of inflation, I don't want exposure to risk. If I can make a moderate interest or rate of return on my investments, I can withstand some market fluctuations. So that's one we're gonna to go to a little bit more moderate because he's 55. And what would you consider a reasonable interest rate on your investments? I'm gonna say four to six. And the reason I like four to six is because the market's averaged 8% over the last 50 years. That's with inflation included. We're gonna back up two percentage points to six. And I'm gonna show you in the software where we're really gonna back up later in life. Okay, so hold on for that. And risk tolerance, which one of the possible outcomes on a one-year investment indicates the amount of risk you would be comfortable taking. So best case, 102,000 or a $2,000 gain. Worst case, a loss of zero. Best case, you make $4,000. Worst case, you lose four. Best case, you make eight, you lose eight. Best case, you make 12, you lose 12. Best case, you make 16, you lose 16. For him, again, we're still kind of moderate. So 10 to 12 is, is okay. So we're gonna save and close that. So when we look at the risk classification for him, 58% of his money needs to be in this green area and 38% needs to be in this red area. So that's something we can work on as we go through the EKG, as we go down the line. It, this is not gonna be a situation where that's gonna determine how long his money's gonna last. It's just a, a differentiate of where do we need to situate? Where do we need to set his retirement investments? And that needs to adjust as time goes on, the closer you get to 60, 70, 80, your investments need to adjust with your age, okay? Now, from a rate of return, we're gonna look at a portfolio weight of 5.79%. That means the investments that are in the market are gonna get a 5.79% overall rate of return. And I'm actually gonna show you we're gonna go a little bit more conservative because Jerry's kind of a conservative guy. So before retirement, so for the next two years, 
we're going to project his investments earning 6% a year. After retirement, from 55 on, we're going to show a 4.4% rate of return. So we're actually going to go back farther on the conservative scale. And the reason for this is he's just a conservative guy. And so I don't want to plug in 6% the rest of his life if that's not what in actuality is going to happen. Because there's a big difference in 4% and 6% with compound interest. Remember, God's greatest gift outside of Jesus is compound interest. And so the longer your investments have in the market, the greater compound interest is going to work in your favor. So if we're compounding 6%, that's going to be a lot more money than if we're compounding 4 So we have to project that out in the financial EKG. It can't be something... We just can't go, well you know, you're always going to get six and you're good. No, it needs to be detailed because listen, you only want to retire once. Don't screw it up the first time. Okay. So we're going to save this. So now we're going to look at expenses. So his expenses are $4,000 per month. Okay. So $4,000 a month. You multiply that by 12. That's $48,000 a year. That's why we got $50,000 in the bank. We got 12 months of expenses. Boom. We're good to go. Okay. From a cash flow standpoint, Jerry understands he's going to need health insurance from ages 55 to 65. We're going to outline about $500 per month for that with inflation. So let's go in here and plug that in. $500 a month. We need to add some inflation. Let's put one and a half percent inflation on there. So it's going to come out of his IRA at this point. Now we could also use his freedom fund. Actually, let's do that. Let's bump that up to his freedom fund. Insufficient funds. Actually, that's why we're using his IRA. We're using his IRA for this. We're going to use a 72T. We'll get into that a little bit later. All right. But that's going to pay for his health insurance. Now, taxes are where he's really concerned. So let's go to the year 2023. So his current taxes or his current projected federal tax rate is 13.96%. Okay. Now, projected state rate 3.63 New Mexico. So if you look down here, his total federal tax is 12568 That's why he's working. So we've got 2023, he's going to retire in 2024. See how it jumps down to 10? So we went from 13 now to 10 in 2024 because he's retiring in February of 2024. Let's go to 2025. So let's go a full year in retirement. Jumps up a little bit by 1% to 1.41%. So a projected federal rate of 11.41 is pretty good. But what happens in the year 2025? Taxes are going to change, right? So the, the current Trump tax code is in play until 2025. It either has to be renewed or it reverts back to the Obama era taxes. And I think if you ask any tax expert out there, whether that's your CPA, accountant, financial advisor, they'll tell you that taxes are going to go up. They have to go up because of our debt, our social programs, Medicare, Social Security, things like that. We've got to pay that down. You know, the bill comes due eventually and we've got to pay those down. And so we've got to look at this and say, OK, the software's plugging in 2025. But is there a way to adjust it to where we can look at taxes going up after 2025? And that's what we're going to look at, because what we're going to do here and we're going to do this in the last scenario, we're going to do Roth conversions and taxes going up. But we're actually going to show taxes increasing and we're going to do that in the year 2025. So we'll show taxes going up and how that's going to affect his overall plan. And then at the end of this video, I'll show you a nice little uh, clip of how it all works together. OK. OK, so right now we're at 11.41. 
Now, pre-retirement, this is how much he's going to have saved for the next two years. So 53, 54, 55, we've got $1.6 million saved. So we've got his salary, we've got our contributions, monthly expenses, net monthly cash flow of $1,500, which is flowing into another brokerage account. We've got $1.68 million. And you can see that here. We've got $50,000 in the bank. His Freedom Fund, $535,000. And, and I didn't mention the Freedom Fund. We we're going through assets. Freedom Fund, I call it a Freedom Fund. It's not a mutual fund. It's not an ETF. It's basically taking money and investing it into a taxable brokerage account. And what the Freedom Fund allows you to do is the freedom to retire when you want or the freedom to pay off your house when you want or the freedom to buy a car cash free, a used car cash free if you want. So he has taken money and instead of putting it all into retirement accounts, he's put it into a taxable brokerage account. And that has grown over the years to 535,000. And so when he gets to 55, now we can use that freedom fund to fill the gap from 55 to 59 and a half. Now, Jerry's self-employed. So his other money is IRA. If he wants to use that for anything, retirement income, health insurance, which we're going to do, he has to do a 72T. He has to take out the money in equal payments, okay? Substantial equal periodic payments, that's a 72T, over five years or age 59 and a half, whichever is longer. So for him from 55 to 60, he has to follow three strict guidelines that cannot be changed unless you're going from the amortization and the annuitization to the required minimum distribution. And you'd only do that if the market really crashed and you really wanted to bring down your set payments. But for him, we have this freedom fund, this bucket of money that we can use to really bridge the gap, have the freedom to use that until we get to 60. And we'll go through that. So let's go to retirement. So here we go. So he's 55. We've got a $500 cash flow. Okay, this is health insurance. This is monthly. We have net monthly expenses of $4,378. So that's his $4,000 a month with 3% inflation, right? Here we go. So our net monthly cash flow is $4,378. That's not a negative number in the sense he's losing money in the stock market. It's negative in the sense of that money's going for the light bill. It's going to a streaming service. That money's going to the grocery store, right? To Walmart. It's That money's going out so he can live. So we've got 1.693. And as you can see, we actually kind of stay right where we're at for, what is that? Four years from 55 to 58. So about, you know, three, four years right there. And then we start to decrease in value. But what I want you to notice here, look at this. At age 55, he's got $508,000 in his Freedom Fund. Over the next few years, look at that, 467 at 56, 420 at 57, 369 at 58, 312 at 59, and 250 at 60. Boom. We're out of that. Can't take money out of your IRA under 59 and a half without a 10% penalty, without doing a 72T, without doing a Rule 55, without having an emergency. We have done it with our Freedom Fund. If you're younger or if you've got a lot of cash in the bank, start building your Freedom Fund now. Invest in your 401k, get the match. Invest in the IRA if it helps you on your taxes. Invest in the Roth IRA to get tax-free money. But invest in a Freedom Fund. I'm telling you, it's going to give you the freedom to retire early. So if we look at this, we're out of money at 98 years old. So if you go down here, 
we're out of money at 98. That's really pretty good, right? We also have protected assets of a house and a farm, which we're not including in this, which is about a million dollars. So we would sell that at some point, influx a million dollars into the portfolio. I'm not showing that here because if we take that out of the scenario, it really helps you as the viewer apply this to your financial life because he has a farm that we're gonna be able to sell and influx that in. Not everybody has farms or cows or equipment that we can sell to put back into the plan, all right? So we're basically out at 98 years old. Okay, not too bad. Let's go back up here and see just some of the details. Now, the amount needed for Jerry to not run out of money today, 83,828. That means he needs $83,000 to influx into the plan and he never runs out of money. I think we're doing pretty good with that. Rate of return needed to avoid a shortfall, 4.65. So in order for him to never run out of money, remember at retirement, we changed his rate of return to 4.4%. So the program is telling us we need to earn 4.65% for him to never run out of money. So we don't necessarily have to have this huge shift in our investments to never run out of money. All we have to do is earn an extra 0.2%. So 4.65 minus 4.40 is what? 2.25. So we need to have a quarter percent more in gain and he never runs out of money. Again, I feel really good about this. So if the first question is retire at 55 with 1.6 million, can I do that? Yes. Let's go to the second scenario. So the second scenario is Roth conversions. So we're gonna look at this one right here. So this one would be, can I retire at 55 and do Roth conversions? So let's look at this. A lot of Jerry's information is gonna stay the same, right? He's still 53 years old, We've got $120,000 in salary, that's $10,000 a month. We are gonna retire February of 2024, that's 55 years old. We're gonna take Social Security at 62. So we're still gonna take Social Security early. We're not gonna take it at 67, we're gonna take it early. And the reason, again, we're taking it at 62 is because Jerry wants to get his money now. And that's just his perspective and I can't change that, so that's what we're gonna do. Assets are all staying the same. So we still have $1.4 million in assets. Now, what we've got to do, so right now Jerry's got 47% of his money in IRAs or in qualified money, meaning pre-tax. So when he dies or when he gets old enough that he's required to take it out or if he needs retirement income off this money, he's gonna pay taxes at whatever rate he's at. Now, he's 53. By the time he gets to 63, 10 years from now, by the time he gets to 73, 20 years from now, odds are taxes are gonna be higher. Odds are he's gonna have to pay more taxes than than when he was retired. And I know people will tell me, oh, no, no, Drew, you won't pay more tax in retirement. The current tax code is a very low and a very generous tax code. Just go back to the 1950s or 60s and look at tax codes then. We are gonna have to pay down this national debt. And so we need to increase our taxes. So for Jerry, we need to increase our Roth money. He's got about 15% Roth money, and he's got about 33% non-qualified. So the 33% non-qualified is great. That's his freedom fund. But we need to increase his Roth IRA. So let me show you how we do that. Here's our assets. And what we're going to do is we're going to open up a Roth holding account. Now, the Roth holding account is going to be at TD Ameritrade. That's where his other assets are at, TD Ameritrade. 
and we're gonna put money into this account. So it's at zero now. Now, the reason I'm not putting it into his current Roth IRA is because anytime you do a Roth conversion, there's a five-year rule. And with a Roth conversion, which is different from a Roth contribution, every time you do a Roth conversion, there's a new five-year rule on that money. And so you want to keep detailed records of each Roth conversion so you're not dipping into money too early that you converted. A lot of times what I tell clients is we'll open up multiple accounts to do our Roth conversions so that we do not screw it up because I don't want to mess it up. Okay. But for this example, we're just going to have one Roth holding account. So expenses stay the same. That's $4,000 a month. Let's go to cash flows. So here's what we got. We've got health insurance going out of $500 a month. And let's look at our Roth conversion. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a five-year Roth conversion. It's going to be an annual conversion of $50,000. And we're going to start this February of 2023. And we're going to do it till February of 2028. So we're going to do five years of a Roth conversion. The software, we're going to skip a penalty on this just in case it, it somehow calculates in a 10% penalty for pulling money out of the IRA. That's why we have that click. You do not have a penalty when you move money from IRA to Roth IRA. It's called a Roth IRA conversion. I just did that for the software. You will have to pay taxes on the money. So anytime you do a Roth conversion, if you move money from your IRA to your Roth IRA, so in this example, it's $50,000, you will pay ordinary income taxes on that $50,000. So that's going to be added in to your taxes every year. So you want to be clear about where your taxes are at when you do a Roth conversion and you're not doing bracket jumping. So we'll go to the taxes on that and see what increases there as well. So here we go. We're going to take it out of his IRA and we're going to put it in the Roth holding account. So you can see that down here. You can see the $50,000 going in over the next five years. Okay. And you can see the destination account, the Roth holding account, what it'll be worth at year 2028. It's an extra $350,000 of tax-free Roth money. That, that seems pretty good to me. All right. So let's go to taxes. Now, remember, his tax rate for the year 2023 was 14%. So by doing the Roth conversion, we've bumped it up 2% to 16.87, just a 2% increase in his projected federal rate. Now, if we go to 2024, 14.9, remember, it was about 11%. So now we're going to 14.9. And if we go to 2025, we're at 16.24. We're still pretty darn low when it comes to his projected federal tax rate. Yeah, his, his, we've increased his taxes in the short term, but over the long term, we're looking at bringing it down. It's the risk you want to take. Do you want to take the risk now while taxes are low to do the conversions, hoping that in the future, as taxes go up, you're going to have more tax-free money? Or do you want to take the risk of just sitting on your hands and saying, well, we'll just see. It, it's got to be personal. It also has to fit your plan. Okay, so it fits for Jerry. So let's look at this. Let's go to retirement. Now, again, we're still out of money, 98, 99 years old. Now, you'll see when we go through the full scenario at the end that we actually increased his retirement income by one year from 98 to 99 by doing the conversion. And the reason it increased was because we got rid of a lot of taxes that he would have to pay if he left the money IRA. Isn't that wonderful? We've increased his retirement income 
by lowering his taxes. That's something you need to be looking at. Okay, so we start out with $1.5 million at 55, so a little less than if we didn't do the Roth conversions. We increase his lifetime, so we come down here, and you can see that we're out at 99 years old. And I'll show you the Roth conversions. Here they are, the transfer, boom, 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 boom. So at 60, remember we use that freedom fund for income between 55 and 59 and a half, but in his Roth IRA, we've got 317 in his TD Roth IRA. We have 366,000 in his Roth holding account. So what's that? 366, 334 plus 317957. Now he has $685,000 in Roth money. So he's got $685,000 in Roth money. We've got 137,000, so 685 plus 137. So we basically have $823,000 of tax-free or tax-efficient money out of 1.4. That's pretty good. What is that? That's, that's over half. That's, that's pretty darn good. At 74 years old, he's got $76,000 in his IRA. 588,000 in his Roth IRA at TD Ameritrade, 36,000 in the bank, and 677,000 in his Roth holding account. At age 75, look at this, he's got $1.3 million of tax-free money. So from age 75 on, so what is that, year 2044? So let's go back to taxes. Let's go to year 2044, 14.39%, and it's all because of his taxable social security. Let's go to 2045. Zero. Zero. And his tax, his social security is not taxed either. And why is his social security not taxed? Remember, you have to have earned income for social security to be taxed. So because all his money's Roth IRA, now his social security is not being taxed. So we've brought down the taxes on his social security. We've brought down the taxes on the federal level. At 75 years old, he has no taxes. That's pretty awesome. All right. But what happens if taxes go up? Let's look at that. So let's go to scenarios. So last scenario, five-year Roth conversion, taxes go up. So now it's, can I retire at 55 with one and a half million dollars doing Roth conversions if taxes go up? All right, so again, we've got Jerry, his income, $120,000 a year. He's 53 years old. $10,000 a month is his salary. We're going to retire in February of 2024. And his main concern is what happens if taxes go up? What happens? Now, all else being equal, we're still taking Social Security at 62. So that's 2,094 at 62. Our assets are still staying the same. Here's our Roth holding account. So we're going to do the Roth conversion into this account. We got $1.4 million currently. Let's go to our cash flows. So here's our Roth conversion. So remember, we're doing a Roth conversion of 50,000 from his IRA into the Roth holding account. So we're gonna save and close this. It's gonna be a five years of $50,000. Here's the kicker though. Let's look at taxes. So right now, he's paying 16.87%, 2023. Let's increase the brackets. So let's say in the year 2026, because that's when the Trump tax code goes away, we have an increase in taxes. And let's do a 100% increase. Basically, the taxes double. So a 10% bracket currently goes to 20%, 12, 24. You can do this however you want. So we could do a 50% increase. 
10 to 15, 12 to 18. This looks like more like the Obama era taxes, which if in 2025, Congress doesn't renew taxes, it goes back to the Obama era. This is probably more likely what that would look like, but let's just go to 100%. Let, let's say like Bernie Sanders gets in, okay? And I'm not being political. Taxes have to go up. We gotta pay for our social obligations. So we'll save this. Now, in the year 2026, Look at that projected federal tax rate, 35%. But that's because we're doing Roth conversions. Now, we have to ask ourselves, does it still make sense to do that? I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense at that point. And that's something we're gonna have to do reviews on every year. We go to retirement, now we're out of money at 91. So because we increased taxes and we did the Roth conversions, now we're running out of money about seven years early doesn't make sense. It might hurt. We might not want to do that. All right, so let's look at the final scenario with all this. So step one, retire at 55, no Roth conversions. Step two, five-year Roth conversion. Remember, taxes staying the same for the first two scenarios. And scenario number three, five-year Roth conversion and taxes go up. So total assets, $1.4 million. That's our total assets on all of those, 1.4 and 1.4. Our net worth, 1.4, 1.14, 1.4. But here's what I want you to look at. Let's look at lifetime taxation. So if we do nothing, we retire at 55, we don't do any Roth conversions, our lifetime taxation is $704,935. Okay, that's dying at 98. Okay, $704,000. If we do the five-year Roth conversions and taxes don't go up as much as we looked at, our lifetime taxation is $408,111. That's a $300,000 difference. That's enough difference to start doing the process now before taxes change and then reassessing every year to see where taxes go, okay? Finally, five-year Roth conversion, if taxes go up in the year 2026, $605,000 lifetime taxation, and that's actually running out of money at 91 years old. So when we look at this, first off, based on these two scenarios, it definitely makes sense to do the Roth conversions, even if it hurts up front to pay the taxes, because over time it's a $300,000 savings. And if, Roth, if taxes do go up, we just need to reassess where we're at when we're doing the conversions, okay? I hope this long video has helped in your retirement scenario. If you want to contact me, all the information is below. Thank you for watching. God bless. Bye-bye.